everybody, and welcome to Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva podcast. Oh my goodness, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to tell you another behind-the-scenes soap opera secret. It's not so much a secret as it is like a secret, wonderful thing. So many people have learned how to speak English by watching The Young and the Restless. Yes! And I've saved so much of the fan mail. I just can't bear to throw it away. Um, But here's a beautiful note that was written to me by a Delta Airlines flight attendant. Whoop, whoop, Delta Airlines. Dear Miss Rowell, my family came to the USA in 1984 and my mother struggled to learn English until she started following Young and the Restless. Needless to say, I also grew up watching it with her. We are huge fans of yours, and I can't wait to tell her I had the honor of serving you today. Smiley face, sincerely, thou. I'm telling you, I have the wing she gave me pinned to this note. Oh, yes. You know, folks, things hold energy. Don't toss stuff because it's chipped or broke or tarnished. You know, things have meaning. I have my old scripts. I have letters from you all. I have things you made me. It's important to me. Fans are amazing. Without the fans, I don't have a career. Thank you. Welcome again. My goodness, there is so much going on in the world today, and I'm so glad. Uh, I am glad because this has been a movement in the making. And do all that you can All of us coming together is a beautiful kaleidoscope of humanity, and we really must see the change. I'm glad that God gave me an instrument which works. I mean, I can walk down the street, I can still participate, and I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful that Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva offers a diversion for all of you who wanna just take a rest, do a sit back, Nothing wrong with the guilty pleasure. That love in the afternoon. How do we bring forth all that romance in the middle of the day to you? First of all, it's not difficult when there's chemistry, the way that Christoph St. John and I had chemistry, the way that Shamar Moore and I had chemistry on that show. You know, we did. Love triangle. That love triangle was just off the chain. And um, you all loved it. So we're going to talk about how we craft that so it looks believable. Let's just talk about the kiss. Kiss is so important in daytime. But hold up. Let me hit the pause button. How are we going to bring love in the afternoon with COVID-19? This is a real conundrum. This is a real question because all of that Romance, I mean, by virtue of love in the afternoon, is part of the brand of soap opera. You all are looking for all of the scandal, all of the running from one bed to the next, slipping between these sheets and out of those, the disrobing. I mean, when you think about it, we are all naughty on the soap opera, but that's what you tune in for. So how are we going to bring this forth with COVID-19? That is the $64 million question. 
Uh, there are ways scripts are being modified. Uh, I know in uh, primetime, they're modifying in film, they're modifying the scripts. You can still get the essence post-coital. You can get the feeling of a kiss has just taken place or people have just had an interlude. So we're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. I know one thing. It is going to be something to behold. And I hope you all will hang with us in daytime and in prime time and in feature film while we try to sort this out. But let's talk about the soap opera kiss. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes actors like to talk about how they how they want to kiss. Some people like to French kiss. Some one actor might want to do the French kiss, another actor might not want to do the French kiss. So there's all of that. Some actors have partners at home that, you know, don't want them French kissing the actor. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Think about it. You go to work and you're kissing on somebody. It's not a bad job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it there does require communication between the actors because it's not just about the kiss. There are bedroom scenes and they're very intimate. Due to standard standards and practices, there is a requirement of how much flesh you can show on television, on broadcast television, not on HBO. But you have to determine with the actor just how you're going to execute a sex scene. So that is all choreographed people. A lot of technicality in that before we hit the camera. And we have to do sometimes the same movement several times based on camera angles because we work with three cameras in soap opera simultaneously. So it requires very technical, those sex scenes and those love scenes. So I just want to let you know that. It makes it so much easier when you're doing the scenes with a Christophe St. John, when you're doing the scenes in and God rest his soul. Just the most amazing actor, so generous, so gentle, so respectful when we did our love scenes. And I know that our relationship, our on-camera married relationship really translated beyond the TV to you all. And I really appreciate the way that you all reacted to it. I mean, you completely embraced us. You embraced the romance. You embraced the fact that it was one of the first black couples. You had Angie and Jesse. You had Ellen Hawley and her love interests. You had Tamara Tooney on As the World Turns. You had other black actors now that had love interests, but Drew and Neil became iconic leading black actors that inspired a full black family. Now that had not been seen where you had Drusilla and you all wrapped your arms around Drusilla because you asked CBS for more of a likeness of yourselves because black women are the secret weapon, so to speak that keeps the young and the restless at number one, hands down. That's Madison Avenue information. And how we get to the love scenes, we gotta get hired first. And we wouldn't have been hired if it weren't for you. 
all of you, but especially the black women that wrote in and demanded a black female role that was more in keeping with themselves. Don't get me wrong. We all love Mamie Johnson played by Marguerite Ray. And then of course, the wonderful Veronica Red. But the audience is vast. And they said, we are not only a domestic, we are many things. And so it was because of the audience out there that demanded a Drusilla Winters that I even got hired. So that inspired you all to watch more and bring more people to the table to watch the show. And then that caused a larger audience, a big audience. And that's how Neil Winters came into play, played by my friend Christoph St. John. And then more people came to watch because they said, oh my God, there's a black couple in daytime television and they're smoking. The producer said, oh my goodness, we have to hire um, a brother, uh, a sister for Drusilla. Uh, Drusilla's got to have a baby. Uh, We've got to give Drusilla and I did ask for parents. And that's how we got Lily Bell, Barber, and Walter Barber. And it kept growing. Then the audience just kept exploding. There was no question that the Barber legacy and the Winters legacy grew the Young and the Restless audience, which gave us a platform to show Black love, to show Black romance, to show the trials and tribulations in Genoa City and an underlying current in the storytelling as I would often share with the producers that it was imperative that we integrate the storylines as much as possible with the rest of the cast. And, And we saw that happen. That's how the Love in the Afternoon came about for me, for the Barber Winters families. And then of course we saw the romance between Olivia and Nathan Hastings. We saw the relationship blossom beyond that with other actors and actresses that came on the show of color. So, I mean, for me, it was a big deal because I knew that it was groundbreaking. Um, It wasn't just the fun and the romance and Drusilla jumping into a bathtub full of jello with Neil or dancing the Lombada with Brad or trying to steal Nathan from her sister. Such a trip. But it was really about reflecting Black love. And if you don't have a diverse cast, then you're not working in color television. You're still working in black and white. So it was very, very important. And I enjoyed it. I would have a good time in those scenes. The the honeymoon scene in Antigua, that was so much fun. And the atmosphere lends itself to the romance in the scenes. So the art direction has a lot to do with it. The art director who puts together those bedrooms, you have to feel like you're in a bedroom, right? Not in a cot. So that's important. And then just going back to the opportunity to film in Antigua, our our honeymoon. I mean, that was just so awesome. I mean, who doesn't want to be on a honeymoon in the Caribbean, period? 
a lot of you have asked me a lot of social media questions. And some of you have asked, where do you get your hats? Listen, folks, I'm going to do a whole episode on talking about fashion and fitness and makeup and all kinds of things like that. But I will tell you for this quick social media question, some of the hats I make, some of the hats I have a milliner that I know, uh, Jenny Ford, she made a ton of hats for me for the Young and the Restless. And some of the hats are purchased, but I love hats. And I encourage men and women to wear hats, brims, fascinators. I think they're wonderful. Oh, now look what I found. I have the Young and the Restless script. This is episode 7,601. I didn't throw away my scripts largely because I thought they were fascinating. History. So on the first page, when you get your script, they deliver a stack of scripts to your dressing room people. And on the front of the script, it lists you know, the date and the air date, because we shoot like three weeks in advance. So this February 27, 2003 script aired Thursday, April 3rd, 2003. Tells you where we work, the creators of the show, all the producers, who wrote it, the production coordinator, just everybody, all the way down to the costume design. That's on the front page, no excuse. And then on the next page, it tells you which studio you're gonna film in. So Studio 41 was, stu- was the first studio, okay? And then it lists all the scenes, like Newman living room and dining room, Victor and Nikki, and then the Jabot lab with Ashley and Brad. And then sometimes you had to do pickup scenes. Maybe an actor was sick, maybe an actor was on another show, whatever. And you have the Chancellor living room with Liz and Kay. You have the coffee house with Olivia, Drew, extras. You have, um, and so it goes on and on. All the listings, all the call sheet. So I'm gonna read an old scene. This is such fun, I'm gonna read it called. Okay, so oftentimes they open the show with Drusilla. I'm not kidding. They opened the show with Drusilla and they closed it with Drusilla. You know why? Or with the Winters family? Because they needed that strong opening and usually we closed the show on Fridays because what? Friday's the cliffhanger and they want the audience to come back and buy the products that we advertise. So all that romance on Friday, we're heavy on the romance on a Friday. Oh yes, dimming down on the bedroom scene. And then you come back on Monday to see what happened. Uh, what happened? Drusilla was cutting up Carmen Mesta's clothes. We want to see what happened. So I'm going to read you uh, very quickly some of this particular scene. Fade in, coffee house day. Olivia's munching a sandwich, glancing through a medical journal as an agitated Drew enters. Spotzer comes right over. Drew found you. Drusilla. Olivia looks up a bit startled. Where'd you come from? Drew, and I added this line, P.S. I didn't mean to call you a huzzy the other day, but I went over to the hospital, talked to Rose. She said you were over here taking an early lunch. Olivia, you came looking for me? How come? Drew takes a beat to try and steady yourself. Then, you heard about my job, right? Spokeswoman for Jabot's new cosmetics line. Anyway, it goes on and on. 
Let's get a trivia question in. Okay. Who knows where Malcolm swam to? Remember, Malcolm survived. And I want to know who knows where Malcolm presumably swam to um, and was found alive. So there's your trivia question, or who knows where Malcolm swam to and uh, found alive. Whoever figures out that answer, you might just get a lucky winner shout out from at Victoria Rowell. This is Victoria Rowell on Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. I just want to say thank you for joining. Bubbles and kisses coast to coast. Until next time, stay safe, stay woke, stay tuned for more lights, camera, calamity and claws, and more secrets. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Entertainment Speakers Bureau in association with Day Fairy Productions and Tasty Shop Media with production sound design by Wine Designs Media.